Welcome, everyone. It's a good day to be in God's Word. I'm Joel Van Hoogen, and this is the Bread of Life. Our program is presented by the International Disciple-Making Ministry Church Partnership Evangelism. Let me encourage you to learn more about the amazing work we're doing all over the world. You can do that by going to our website, traincpe.org, and to learn about our mission fellowship in Boise, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Now, let's listen in on an old introduction to a wonderful old text. Psalm 23 introduces us to the Good Shepherd. David says, The Lord is my shepherd. It is a compound name for Yahweh, Jehovah Rohe, the Lord my shepherd. As a shepherd, God ministers to us all the benefits of his name. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. David says, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. He writes, He leads me beside still waters. Jehovah Rophe, the Lord that heals. Again, He restores my soul. Jehovah Sikeno, the Lord our righteousness. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Jehovah Shema, the Lord ever-present. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for You are with me. Jehovah in Kadesh, the Lord who sanctifies and makes holy. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me, they guide me. Jehovah Nissi, the Lord our banner. You provide a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. God, as a good shepherd, ministers to us all the benefits of his good name. And so when we wander away from him, God's crook is always reaching down to draw us near again unto himself. Many times in our lives, we go through different challenges and difficulties, and we think that God has turned against us, but those challenges and those difficulties are God's crook pulling us in. Guy goes into business, he begins to become quite successful, he develops all of his business plans, he begins to fashion himself as a self-made man that's ready to position himself to tell everybody else how to do it. He begins to say he'll build his barns and he'll live well and eat and drink because of his abilities and Then he makes one bad decision, and all of his business seems to turn against him and be fleeing away, and all of his accumulated wealth seems to be drifting from him, and he thinks that God has turned from him, but instead what God is doing is God is turning him back to himself with his crook, and he's pulling him in. You see? God uses difficulties and disasters and disappointments. God will even use the sin that we fall into and the challenges and the addictions that the world would impose upon us as a crook that God will put upon us to draw us and demand that we come back to Him to find our relief and our deliverance because He is the Lord who makes us holy. Jehovah Nissi, the Lord our banner, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. What does this mean? The enemy has set himself against us. If you've given your life to Jesus Christ, he wants to destroy you. And he is counting upon your defeat. He's counting upon you turning from God and falling to sin and being brought into ruin. And periodically he succeeds. And periodically finds us even cooperating with him. But ultimately God has promised us that one day he's going to sit us before a table. And he's going to vindicate his claim upon our lives. And the enemy will watch as we feast upon the goodness of God. And God can do that for us right now. In the midst of the trials and the temptations the enemy brings upon us, we, and by the way, this is our way out from temptation. Instead of trying to contend with the enemy, let me suggest what you do. You sit at the table and you feast upon the provision that God has offered to you. 
You feast upon the provision of Christ's blood cleansing you and forgiving you, of His life shed for you to empower you and strengthen you, of His water of the Holy Spirit poured out upon you to cleanse you and the water of the Word to sweep over you. Drink deep of all the attributes of God claiming what you need in that moment. Oh God, I need your patience. Oh God, I need your humility. Oh God, I need a dose right now of your holiness. I need something, dear God, of the prayerfulness of the Holy Spirit at this point in time in my life, of your trust that was expressed through Jesus when he trusted upon you, and you feast upon what he has to offer you. And in that moment, God brings a vindicating, delightful meal that you participate in in the presence of the enemy, and he's your banner over you. He is Jehovah Nissi. All right, let's look at a couple of other things. The other ones will go fairly quickly. Please note here, as a second point, the personal note of this song, how personal it is. The Lord is my shepherd. This is not what we think of when we think of a herd of sheep. They seem to blend together as one big woolly wave. They are just a flock, and there's a shepherd among this flock. But here, there is this startling individuality about the shepherd's way in his flock. It is as if, although he cares for a flock, he draws in all of his focus upon one individual. He crafts for us an experience that is individualized for each and every one of us. You get to know the shepherd in a way that is wonderfully unique to yourself and your life and your circumstances and your situation. Listen to it again. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Folks, the Christian life is meant to be something of a personal apprehension of these truths. Sometimes we can become so careful and accurate in laying out the creeds of our faith and not understand that these creeds, although they are grand and wonderful truths, are meant to be our truths. They are true and they stand on their own, but they have no impact upon our lives. They can bring no change in your life until they become yours and you claim them and you embrace them for yourself. This really is the note of apprehension, of acquired acquisition, of participation. It is the word of faith. My, my, my. Little children do this. You know when they first grow up and they see things they want? If it's food they want, my, my, my. They see a little toy they want, another child has a toy, mine, mine, mine. When they start growing up and they want to claim things for themselves, one of the first words they learn to say over and over again is mine, mine, mine. Now we've been taught that's so selfish, that poor little, no, it's, it is an expression of something that is, to some extent, it can be distorted into sin because we have sinful natures, but it is an expression of an instinct that is good. It is a child wanting to appropriate things to their lives and claim it for themselves. In a sense, it's a declaration of faith. That thing will make me happy. 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 That thing is what I need. That thing is what I need. When the psalmist speaks in this way, he's not offering up some kind of personalized boast. He's not providing some kind of self 
self-absorbed territorializing of God where he puts God in his pocket. It's just a declaration of faith. He doesn't say, this would be theologically correct, the Lord is a shepherd. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. He does not say, the Lord leads by still waters. He says, the Lord leads me by still waters. He does not say, the Lord restores souls. He says, the Lord restores my soul. Basically, what he's doing is he is pulling Yahweh into himself as his own affectionate name. And he is saying, in appropriating faith, mine, 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 mine. Have you come to the Lord in that way? Maybe attended church all of your life, but you've never grabbed hold of him and said, mine, mine, mine. I claim you for myself, all my own. My Lord, my shepherd. That's what you see here. There is a third thing. It's the rollout, the rollout of all that is necessary and the provision of all that is necessary that comes to those who claim this good shepherd. Let's look at it very quickly. Listen to it. The key phrase here is, I lack nothing. I have no want. It means the Lord is my shepherd. I have no needs. I get all I need. I lack nothing. Look, he makes me lie down in green pastures. That means I shall not lack, here's a word for you, provision. He leads me beside still waters. That means I shall not lack peace. He restores my soul. That means I shall not lack forgiveness and cleansing and restoration. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That means I shall not lack righteousness by which I can stand before God or guidance by which I can walk with Him. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. That means I shall not lack courage in the darkest hours. He gives it to His children. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This means I shall not lack His correction and I shall not lack His comfort. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Ah, oh, here is protection. Here is preservation. Here is vindication or honor that God places upon us. You anoint my head with oil. That was when you received a guest and you were so glad to have them that you would pour a blessing out by the putting oil upon their heads. And it's an expression of joy and welcome. And it means I shall not lack joy and the welcome of God. My cup runs over. I shall not lack fullness of blessing and deep soul satisfaction. Surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. I shall not lack God's merciful favor as long as I live upon this earth. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I shall not lack a heavenly home when my earthly journey is over. Provision, peace, forgiveness, restoration, righteousness, guidance, courage, correction, comfort, protection, preservation, vindication, honor, joy, a welcome, blessing, satisfaction, mercy, favor, a heavenly home. Is he your shepherd? Can you claim the name? Let's bow our heads. And this good shepherd has laid down his life for the sheep.
And he has gathered together in one fold we who have come from such wide and varied places and made us together to be one flock with one Lord. Lord, we thank you for the company of other sheep. But now, individually we turn. Thank you for being such a good shepherd to us. God, how powerful and awesome you are. How you could sweep us away with but a scant view of your glory. But oh, to tenderly come to us in the rough working clothes of a tender shepherd. We thank you. And we thank you that those robes, those robes were even then removed, that you might take on the position not of shepherd but of criminal and die on the cross for our sins in our place and suffer, O oh God, the assault that our wounds deserve, our sins deserve, wounded for our transgressions. Good shepherd, how we praise you and thank you. We thank you for your powers as well that you lay down that life because it was within your power and you take it up again because you are the great I am and you have triumphed for us. And help us to remember this as we come before this table, this meal, as we celebrate together. Help us to embrace the great deep provisions of this great shepherd and to share with one another what it is that you've given us in this day that we take note of, that we do not lack. And we'll give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been the Bread of Life. To learn more, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Until the next time, may the Lord bless you.